0: morning everybody a couple things I'm gonna get into that are really starting to frustrate me about the game of baseball you've heard me talk before about the fact that the manager the person that really is considered by the majority of the general public to be in charge the one that receives the most accountability the one that in many cases is used as a scapegoat is the person really with the least amount of power and we're watching through the power struggles of baseball and it kind of going 180 degrees on them. Back to the days where you used to have managers that were brought in with their game plan, kind of like a pro football head coach. They're brought in to bring their own staff in, their own ideas and implement the things that they need to to get that team in the better direction, knowing that that team succeeded, they would get all the credit and if the team did not succeed, they would result, it would result in a loss of their job. You're seeing it go 180 degrees on them right now. Now, you're talking about, if you want to, for a second, the situation that happened in Atlanta involving Ronald Acuna. Now, there's no question that Ronald Acuna is one of the great young players in a game of baseball. He's fun to watch. The things that he does on the baseball field are transcending the sport. And this rant or monologue right now is not even going to get into anything involved with players kind of taking their liberties. I'm okay with staring at a home run. I'm okay with the bat flip. I'm also okay with the pitcher showing a little emotion on the mound if they strike out a hitter in a key spot. Uh, I, I appreciate the emotion as it's brought in baseball, and I despise the fact. That there are older ball players and older, I don't know, I guess you'd call them boomers, that are saying that baseball should be played a certain way. I'm 100% in favor of bat flips. I'm 100% in favor of players showing emotion and doing the things that they do now. I'm 100% against the quote-unquote unwritten rules as they apply to baseball because all they really appease is a bunch of grumpy old men. That being said, there has to be some accountability for the actions of players on the baseball field. And I'm talking specifically about Acuna's decision to try to turn a double into a triple with his team down by two runs with two outs in a ninth and the National League MVP coming up after him. There was no correlation between that and a player just having fun. There's no correlation between that and a player just you know playing a game as it is today, showing emotion, doing the extra, um, you know whatever, you know kind of that flair for the camera. There was nothing with that when it came to Acuna. That was a stupid baseball plan, and Manager Brian Snicker made that clear. He was 100% in the right with his decision to call out the player for what was. A stupid play now the last thing we need is anybody's father involving themselves in any discussion when it comes to baseball like this is the friggin Little Leagues you know, how many of us have played or watched Little League and there's always that abrasive parent that stands behind the bleachers and is always talking to the umpires always giving a coach a hard time always says hey how come Johnny isn't playing a little more the fact that that's starting to happen at the level of Major League Baseball is an absolute freaking disgrace. I don't care that Ron Acuna Senior played minor league baseball. I don't want to hear his voice. Ron Acuna Junior is a grown enough man that he can handle his own problems. What does what does his father think? He's Levar Ball. LeVar Ball accomplished nothing in his life until he had three children. And then basically tried to live his life precipitously through them as they became professional basketball players. So Ron Acuna Sr. failed as a baseball player. He didn't make it to the major leagues. Neither did I. But you know what? You don't hear me bitching about it. You don't hear me trying to live my life through my kids. And have my voice heard because I failed as a baseball player. The last thing we need to hear is from Ron Acuna's father. So that man should be the first one to silence, to mute himself. But the bigger issue is the position of the Major League Baseball manager and what it's become. If you've followed me over the last couple of years, you know my stance on it. You know that managers in baseball don't write their own lineups. They certainly have nothing to do with the defensive alignment of the players on the baseball field. And you know what? If they if tell they the center fielder to move over a couple steps, guess what's going to happen? That center fielder is going to point to the card that he has in his pocket and say that no, that's not what the card tells me to do. You've seen the game change before our eyes. And the analytics, the research, while it all could be considered good for baseball, it has all come at the expense of the Major League Baseball manager, who has basically been castrated, has basically been emasculated right before your eyes. You're going to replace a Major League Baseball manager soon with a statue. You love the cardboard cutouts from last year? You're going to see them come back. They're going to be Major League Baseball managers. Because what is a Major League Baseball manager supposed to do now? He doesn't write the lineups. He doesn't control the defensive alignment. Replay is going to overturn bad decisions on the field so there's no need to argue with an umpire. The electronic strike zone is coming. You can't argue balls and strikes anymore after that happens. What is a manager supposed to do? A couple small things that they still have control over are in danger of being taken away from them as well. And I'll tell you this, if it gets to a point where a manager is not to enact any sort of discipline or put any sort of accountability out there when it comes to their own players, that's going to be a disgrace to the game and anybody that's out there challenging Brian Snicker for talking to the media and throwing his player under the bus who very well deserved it should be ashamed of themselves what's he supposed to do when he's getting questions after every freaking game you got all these people in the friggin media What what are they doing they can't wait for the press conference to ask the manager the same old questions after every game know and half of the things that they're blaming a manager for they have no control over have you ever heard of a pitching coordinator well for those that don't know and I've heard this from multiple individuals in the game and you know what you're gonna say who I'm gonna say to hell with you when these other people start naming their sources I'll name my sources I have a very well-respected pitching coach in the minor leagues who's told me the pitching coordinator has a lot to do with the pitchers that pitch in the game. In other words, how long a starter stays, how many pitches they throw, how many batters they face. And then the pitching coordinator coordinates with the rehab coordinator and those that you know are involved in strength and conditioning to know what pitchers are available to pitch out of the bullpen. And those pitchers that are pitching out of the bullpen are sequenced; they're put in a certain order that the manager has nothing to do with. Now, the game may dictate a pitcher coming out early. In other words, you have a pitcher plan to pitch or planning to get six innings out of them, and they stink it up; they're out in the second inning. Well, that's what the long man's for. The long man comes in in the second, third inning, and gets you back to the game plan of which pitchers we're going to pitch in a game, and of course. If the game goes the other way, if the game's no longer competitive, you go to your mop-up pitchers. And this this happens throughout the sport. This is not just one or two teams. So if we're going to add to the fact that a Major League Baseball doesn't write their own lineup, a computer does that, doesn't control where the fielders play on the field, the shift as it's used, this is an organizational thing. The manager can't change the shift the shift is decided by the team by the front office by the analytics staff And now if you want to believe me or not, I'm telling you I'm right Managers don't control what pitchers come in and out of the game. They follow a game plan So you take all this and Add to the fact that a manager doesn't have the right in some people's minds to hold players accountable for their own actions then what the hell do you have the manager for what is his job what do you do exactly to quote bob from office space what exactly is it that you do not very much you stand there you take your press conferences every game you take all the accountability it's all on you because most of the baseball fans are too foolish to understand that's a computer-generated game now And the last element I want to get into here my climax my uh, grand finale with this you, you have a manager that isn't allowed to call out his own players Does this mean that baseball is turning into a player's league like the NBA? You know in the NBA, players control that league. Players control what coaches stay around and what coaches lose their job. And it's getting to a point, with all due respect, and listen, I've been the biggest Major League Baseball manager supporter out there. I'm starting to wonder what the purpose of that job is. If Brian Snicker can't call out his own player for doing something foolish, on the bases that cost his team a game. Then what is he there for? And I may be showing a little bit of ambivalence when it comes to Tony La Russa, But I'm on board with most people. Tony would have been better off sitting this one out. He would have been better off not going to the media. Making the statements that he did. When it comes came to Jermaine Mercedes and his home run on the 3-0 count. I spoke about this a handful of shows ago. The issue with Tony La Russa is the fact that he made this a public thing and the old school manager, Tony La Russa of Christmas past would have handled this internally and he made this a public thing and maybe he made it a public thing because he felt like he didn't have the support within his own organization, but that's where he looked bad. Jermaine Mercedes May have made the mistake by missing that sign. If he was given a 3-0 and zero take sign, he shouldn't have swung. That's insubordination. If he missed the sign, he missed the sign. But if he blatantly disregarded the fact that he was told to take, then that's on him. And once again, you take all these things away from the manager, what is he there for? So the other element I want to jump into you, you hear people screaming about cheating in baseball like they're a five-year-old that just lost a game of Uno, And they're whining and crying saying that everybody cheated everybody cheats I hate to break this down for you baseball was created by a group of deviants in The 19th century that did not want to build America The manly man and I know we've, we've we've come past that within a couple centuries that have gone by But the manly man at that time In what was a very male prevalent society Was building America in the 19th century and those that were deviant Those that did not want to be part of the building of America were out there playing this game, sitting on a bench, drinking malt, liquor, and moonshine that they were making themselves. And I'm referring to the 19th century baseball player. So we're talking about this game as if it's supposed to be for goody two-shoes. For people that only do the right thing. How baseball is supposed to have this ridiculous set of standards that sets it apart from any other sport. That's a bunch of baloney. The game was created by deviants. It was created by people that weren't necessarily the best of people. And guess what? When you're dealing with people that aren't the best of people, you're going to have... People trying to stretch the rules. People not doing what they're supposed to. And guess what? Any type of competitive advantage on the baseball field, these athletes were willing and able to do. They sharpened their spikes. They put whatever they could on a baseball. They would have used whatever substance they could to give them an advantage over anybody else. And add in the fact that they weren't getting paid a lot of money, they damn well were willing to consult with gamblers to determine the outcomes of their own game. And this happened many times throughout the 19th century and obviously into the 1900s. We know about the infamous Black Sox scandal of 1919 where eight members of the Chicago White Sox consorted with Arnold Rothstein and gamblers to throw the World Series for a financial game. But that type of behavior had existed in the game long before that. In fact, if you look at the 1914 World Series, the only thing that doesn't exist for the 1914 World Series that did for the 1919 World Series is there's no smoking gun. There's nobody alive from the 1914 World Series. There's nobody from a historian standpoint that has been able to unearth any sort of evidence But there's a good chance that the 1914 World Series was not on a level and For those that don't understand what that means. That's not good If the outcome of the World Series was determined by the players if the members of the Philadelphia Athletics threw that World Series For financial gain. Then that's a black eye on baseball. But one that may very well never be. Unearthed. May never be. Determined. But there's a lot of evidence there. The fact that the. Three time World Series champion. Philadelphia Athletics. And their players. Were down on their manager. Slash owner Connie Mack for cutting and curtailing their salaries. Mack, in response to this, over the next couple of years, ends up selling and trading off everything that's not tied down. And by 1916, the Philadelphia Athletics have one of the worst teams in baseball history. The Athletics were favored by way more than what the 1919 Chicago White Sox were. Anybody that had money On the Boston Braves, who the Athletics played in that World Series, would have made out like bandits. The Boston Braves were a team that by the end of July were in last place in the National League. As time goes by, they get themselves closer and pull off a miraculous victory of the National League pennant within the last couple days of the season. Now it's not like the Braves had no talent. Johnny Evers, from Tinker to Evers to Chance, with those old Cubs World Series championship teams in 1907 and 8, was probably their big leader and star player. Hank Gowdy had a ridiculous World Series where he hit over 500. What stands out about Hank Gowdy, only person in Major League Baseball history to enlist both in World War I and World War II. But back to the baseball element of this. If the Boston Braves won the World Series, which they were known as the Miracle Braves, you could talk about the 69 Mets, you could talk about whatever your favorite unsung hero story is, not only in baseball but in any sport. The Boston Braves in 1914 winning the World Series dwarfed the 1980 U.S. hockey team in the Olympics. That's how much of an upset that was. And you tell me in a game that was overseen by gamblers for about 30, 40 years, probably was a little bit, even after the the racist commissioner, Kennesaw Mountain Landis, decided to put his foot down on gambling and start banning players for life. There's a good chance that this World Series was not on a level. So back to the main discussion here, which is about cheating. And there's always going to be a cheating story because the media understands that that not only encompasses the die-hard baseball fan, but also the fairweather baseball fan, the casual baseball fan, and the non-baseball fan. It provides discussion. The Athletic, Sports Illustrated, they know if they discover another cheating scandal in baseball that it's going to go viral. It's going to involve... The discussions of just about everybody everybody's gonna talk about it. Like I said, not just the die hardest of die-hard baseball fans The one thing that needs to be discussed when it comes to cheating is not that it's right. It's not that it should be accepted It's that it's always been going on So this dream that the average baseball fan has and I'll admit I'm, I'm guilty of this too so this is not a call-out I'm guilty of this too I dream of my own favorite baseball team winning a World Series but doing it with no steroids no doctoring of a baseball um, no deviant players every single player on that roster is 100% likable there's nobody that has any baggage to them there's nobody that has any dirty laundry the organization from the Players to the coaching staff to the manager to the front office to the owner are all 100% likable it Just doesn't happen We have to understand that even though we have this dream scenario of that There is some taint on All of our own teams all of our own teams that have won not just in baseball, but in all sports But as we watch you know, the latest scandal, which is basically going to hold certain players hostage. There's going to be a handful of individuals that are going to be the scapegoats to this ongoing investigation and will be the poster child's children for this level of cheating. Just like Barry Bonds was scapegoated, just like Roger Clemens was scapegoated. Just like Joe Jackson and Pete Rose were scapegoated for their involvement with gambling in sports and obviously you're talking about two different levels. Pete had a legitimate gambling problem that didn't seem to infect, affect him as a player. Joe Jackson may have just not been intelligent enough to say no. yes he took the money. But he didn't follow through on his promise to throw the World Series. And in all honesty, in the Mafia, that's something that got you whacked. And I'm sure the gamblers who were associated with the Mafia of that time would have put a hit on Joe Jackson or anybody else that didn't follow through on their promise to throw that World Series. But that's, once again, uh, that's neither here nor there. So when you when you're the first to call cheating To the Astros or to anybody else that could be called out for relaying signs For using foreign substances on baseball for the use of performance enhancing drugs Any manipulation of anything to give themselves an unfavorable advantage There's players on your team that did it too May not have done that exact thing, but they've done something to tarnish. And I use the word taint because it's a double entendre. And part of it I don't even mean. But when you say taint the game, you know what I'm thinking when we're thinking about tainting the game. I think baseball and its fans should be embarrassed. With where they've come with this level of cheating. Not embarrassed because of the cheating. But you got pitchers basically crying. I mean, Garrett Cole is almost in tears. When he's talking about how they're telling him he can't use this sticky track substance on the baseball anymore. Tyler Glass now is yelling and screaming saying that's the reason he got hurt. And now the public's going to gonna view these players as if they're bad people. And once again, baseball's problem was the fact that they enabled this for a long time. All of a sudden they see their offensive numbers down, ratings down, fans not tuning in to the television, the radio, or the MLB app, bad app. And now they say something's got to be done about it. Just like when it came to steroids. There was no good-hearted individual in baseball when it came to steroids. You can say what you want about Bud Selig, whether he's a Hall of Fame commissioner or not. He is in the Hall of Fame. He can't be taken out. But Bud Selig only caved in to have some sort of testing when it came to baseball after Congress got itself involved. If it wasn't for Congress calling in all those players and embarrassing them, the Raphael Palmeiros, the Sammy Sosa's, the Mark mcguires All said things that made themselves look pretty silly If it wasn't for that image issue that baseball took When members of the US Congress brought players in to talk about steroids There'd probably be no testing policies of baseball and yes the Players Association the Union fought it for a while But eventually agreed to it This is another example if you're talking about the foreign substances on baseball that is enabled by The owners enabled by the commissioner enabled by the game of Major League Baseball And once you have enabled something for so long There's only one way to change it to become a hypocrite This is the Passball Show brought to you by johmpielli.com. St. Ilewish's Church and School in Jackson, New Jersey. Two ways, one passion food truck located in Scranton, Pennsylvania. As always, I want to take a couple minutes to thank everybody that tunes in. You can listen to the Passball Show on iTunes, Apple Music, whatever you want to call it. Spotify, Amazon Music. You can watch this video on YouTube. We'll be back with you next week. God bless you. And as always, I see you. On the other side.